This is season four of Sadie's Divorced and Happy Podcast, where I talk about life after divorce with a playful perspective. Are you ready to turn the D in divorce into daring discoveries, decadent delights, and delectable desires? Then don't delay. Join me for today's episode. It's time to indulge in your delicious new life after divorce. Here we are together again. And if you have read the title of this episode, you are probably already leaning in. We have been indulging all season around various playful topics and today's theme croissants. Croissants and being so curious about them has been a conversation I've been waiting to have with you for a while now. Not just after divorce, but my entire life, I have only indulged in hard baguettes. And since my divorce, I have enjoyed so many different shapes and sizes of hard baguettes. Are you picking up what I am putting down? my friend. Okay. I'm talking about dudes. I've only dated dudes my entire life. That does not mean I've only admired dudes. I've only dated them. And now five years out of a divorce, when I think about hard baguettes, i.e. dating men, I'm like, really? (laughs) Is this it? Hmm. Is this the only way that I'm really going to experience intimacy. And I'm not just talking about intimacy in the bedroom. Okay. I am talking about mind, body, soul into me. See, because honestly, I have never really had that type of intimacy with a man. And so year five after divorce, I am really even more curious about croissants and dating women because there are just so many amazing women out in the world. I'm not sure where you're at. Maybe you're feeling a little nervous right now. I'm feeling a little nervous right now too because I feel very vulnerable. But maybe like me, you're a little bi-curious as well. Yes, this topic very much excites me, makes me feel a little tingly, full disclosure. I'm also feeling really nervous But I'm going to be brave and share all of this with you because if I feel this way, I have a feeling it might be possible that you might feel this way too. And so we can be vulnerable together. And today we have such a treat because my guest, well, first of all, she's so patient and kind and sassy and funny and very out of the box. Elizabeth Cunningham, she is the perfect human to have this chat with us. Elizabeth is a relationship expert and the CEO of Speaking Love LLC. Elizabeth's coaching niche is polyamory and non-monogamous relationships and people in the LGBTQIA communities. Plus, since I'm telling all the things, Elizabeth is my Instagram crush. And you'll see why shortly. And because she's so awesome, she's created a playful questionnaire of sorts for us to answer about being bi-curious. And yeah, you're going to play along from the comfort of your home or your car or wherever you're at. All right. If your curiosity is now officially peaked, and I have a feeling it is, then you are going to love this transparent and spicy conversation. And Elizabeth is going to start the fun with her two spicy facts. 
Elizabeth, I have been, I'm going to just, you know, tell you the truth here, full confession. I've been dreaming about this chat for months and months, thinking about it this summer, like, oh my God, I can't wait to get Elizabeth on my show. And you said yes. And I had a happy dance. You didn't see it, but I had a happy dance. You're living, you're living, you're officially living my best life. Especially oh when you God. post your poly weekends, we're all on the edge of our seats. What did Elizabeth do with all of the lovers this weekend? Oh, I can't not be my life in St. Paul, but I don't live in Seattle like she does. Oh, well. Anyway, I'm still trying, girl. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing awesome. You know what? <laughs> oh, you are you know what's so funny. About- I'm going to I'm going to give I'm going to give a little a little extra spiciness to my weekend in polyamory posts um, because I always, you know, obviously get consent from everyone be like, hey, I post weekend in polyamory posts. Are you is that okay? Do you want me to mention you? I will pretend that you don't exist if you want me to pretend that you don't exist on the on the Internet. Right. Um, And I have people in my life who I very much have awesome times with who they're like, I would really like you to pretend that I don't exist on the internet. And so there are things about my life that I don't share because I don't have consent from the people. So my life is even a little bit more spicier. Ooh, I'm getting a little tingle over here in my, in my kitchen here. Uh, okay. So I will say to the listener, we're going to be really out of the box today. It's going to be fun. Lean in. If you're not really out of the box minded like Elizabeth and I are, it's okay. <laughs> this can be entertaining for you. You can just see it as entertainment. We're going to have fun today, though. We're going to yeah. talk about a new topic that I have been pondering, and that mm-hmm. is croissants. But before we get into that, uh, I just want to ask Elizabeth, what are her two spicy facts? Yes. Okay. So my two spicy facts are my first threesome was in Paris. Ooh la la. I know. It was, oh my God. It's so, Talk so about juicy. croissants. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, you like, couldn't when have you were set like, that up better. I'm like, did she, was that on purpose? How did that all work no. out? Okay. It was so, and I was just like, oh yeah, my first threesome was in Paris. That's a very spicy fact about me. And one of the people who participated in that threesome will still message me and be like, that was one of the greatest nights of my life. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty epic. It was pretty epic. Um, And then my second spicy fact is that my current erotic obsession is energetic play. What is that? So energetic play you know when um this is a very silly example this is a non-erotic example but it kind of lets people know what energy play is you know when um little kids are like i'm not touching you i'm not touching you but you can feel them around you right that's that's like the i I have two children yes i know exactly what you're talking about right and they you know put their finger like they're not touching your nose but they are touching your nose you know So that's the silly little kid version of it. And so the erotic play version of that is that there's that tease and tantalization where you're so close to someone, but you're not actually touching them. And so there's an erotic build of anticipation and that energy between people in that anticipation. So that's the easiest way to explain it, but there's so much more than that. But yeah, there's a snapshot. 
I'm going to have to try and experience that. It sounds very uh, <laughs> tantalizing and, and mm-hmm. intriguing. Well, when you, when you very softly graze your forearm, you can just feel the tingling on the hairs of your forearm, that type of touch. We're yeah. going to talk more about touch today, but in a different way. <laughs> Great. So Let's do it. Elizabeth, I know you've followed me a little bit on Instagram. My listener mm-hmm. knows that since my divorce, if they've been listening for all three seasons, now it's season four, but it's pretty much the same. So I have been very open to new experiences when it comes to relationships. I mm-hmm. have not had a monogamous relationship since my marriage, and I've been divorced over five years now. I've been ethically non-monogamous. I've dabbled in polyamory, although I bet no way have experienced what your life looks like, but I still hold out hope. (laughs) There is still hope for me. But anyway, I, you know, I've, I've participated in, you know, well, I've been more of an observer in the swinger world. It's really not my Mm -hmm. rodeo, but I've, I've been curious and observant. I've definitely enjoyed kink, lots of good kink since my divorce. And so I've had conversations on the podcast about all of these things, threesomes. I even had a, you know, I had a conversation about threesomes. That was fun, but that's not what we're talking about today. Anyway, what we're talking about today is croissants, which basically for me is a fun way to say the ladies dating women. I have not yet dated a woman, but I, I'm wondering if I am Mm -hmm. possibly a little bi-curious after divorce. And so I know today we're going to talk about this more. We're going to dive into this topic more and you, you're going to put me in the hot seat to see if I really am. I mean, do you want me to tell you what my prediction is about that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I don't think I do because it might, it might cause my answers to be different. I know you have some special questions for me. You're going to have some burning questions for me actually today. I have some burning questions, but I also have silly questions. So I'm excited. Okay. Well, let's dive in. I've been waiting for this. Okay, should I tell you first of all what I've how I've participated with croissants up until this chat? Sure. Yeah, okay, a little it. backstory. Okay, so I have on the dating apps, on the apps, I have, you know, matched with women. Okay. I've had chats with women, meaning more like texting. Ooh, and I also thought, well, maybe to get me kind of warmed up to the idea, <laughs> I could have a threesome with a baguette and a croissant. So I've met different couples who wanted a third. Sometimes it's called a unicorn. It's a third. And I've had, I guess you could call them interviews with these couples. So, oh, and I even had a woman send me a spicy photo, which was (laughs) kind of made me feel some things. I'm not going to lie. And then I sent her a a picture of me in lingerie because I just didn't know what to do. I just didn't know what to do. It's like, this is the polite response, right? This is very, <laughs> very, 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 yeah, it was very diplomatic. Very Minnesota. It was very, yeah, very, very Minnesota nice. You. Yeah, I'm just going to, in my little lingerie here. Okay, so that's what I've experienced so far. All right, I just had to set the listener up with that. I guess my first question is, why do you think that you're not bi-curious? Because, okay, that's a great question. Because I get, I get kind of anxious. I get... I get a little stage fright. I I feel I don't have the confidence that I do when I'm just, you know, talking to a man. Like talking to I mean, I've been mm-hmm. talking to men in a romantic, you know, romantic way since I was, you know, young a teenage kid. girl. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. So I know how to do that. Now mm-hmm. I've definitely had fantasies about women in college and throughout my life, but I've never acted on those fantasies. I've never right done like I've never gone into a situation like a a club or a bar and hit on a woman I've been hit on before by women and I get very 
I, you know, I get, I, I get like kind of like right now I get like, what do I do? What ha- what's happening? What do I do? I get very anxious. So I, I you know, uh, that's why. That's what I want to okay. answer. Okay. Yeah, I got that. All right. I, I will, <laughs> Are you picking I will go up when... on that anxiety? Okay, very good. I'm to- I I'm love it. drink I some am... water here to calm down. Okay, anyway. Go I'm ahead. so here for this. This is so great. Listen, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're entertained right now. <laughs> Breaking out in a sweat. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, breathe. I'm breathing. Yeah, I'm yeah, fanning myself. I'm breathing. Okay. That's why we're a tank top for this interview. But anyway, go ahead. Oh my God, you're so funny. <laughs> So I'll also tell tell the listener that um, when I was creating these, you know, you're by curious if mm. um, little little statements, I thought that it would be really fun because people come to me for polyamory, but people also come to me inside of sexuality exactly like this, right? Where they're like, I I don't think that I'm straight. I think that I might have these thoughts. I have these thoughts. I have these feelings. I, I don't know what to do about that. Um, so a lot of a lot of my clients also come to me to kind of figure out what is your sexuality and what do you like? And so I thought it would be really cool for my clients to weigh in on the, you know, you're bi-curious if. Okay. And so I got some really hilarious stuff from them as well. Okay. And some of it's very, I, I won't explain it. We'll just go. Okay, so. And I'm supposed to answer this, obviously. You're supposed to answer. Just yeah, go with so- my first answer. Not overthink, because yeah, so, I can overthink, no, Elizabeth. Are you shocked? Yeah, yeah I can tell that. <laughs> I, <laughs> Story of my life. But anyway, keep going. Uh, okay, so you know you're by curious. Again, some of these are very silly. You know you're by curious if every time you watch the Avengers, you're just waiting for Black Widow to come on screen. Who was that? Scarlett Johansson. Oh, I, I've never watched it. But yes, she's <gasps> very yummy. Yeah, she's very yummy. She's very okay. yummy. okay. Uh, you know, you're by curious if when you quote unquote check out another woman's outfit, you're also thinking about how hot she is. Yes. Yes. Great. Okay. You know, you're by curious <laughs> if you've literally been fantasizing about women your whole life, but that's quote unquote normal because everyone does that. I wouldn't say my whole life. No. Okay. But I mean, for not, a long time, though. Yes. Yes. A while now. Yes. But my whole okay. life, not like when I was a little girl. A year from now? I want you to listen to this episode and because you're going to laugh so hard. You you really just listening to yourself because uh, I have a prediction about this. Okay, okay, uh, we'll say okay. we'll save it. Elizabeth. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know you're by curious if you meet women and you get turned on about thinking what kissing them would be like. Yes. Great. You know you're by curious if you wish you were by curious. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. <laughs> I mean, um, okay. Do I even? Oh, yes. <laughs> okay. Um, here's some from my. Do you want to? Do you want to hear the some of What's the ones of from yours? my clients? What's one of yours? No, those are mine. Those, those are, are all mine. yours. Ah, I thought those were your clients. <laughs> oh, you're funny. Okay. Yeah. I, mean, I am. I'm are. hilarious. Yeah, you are. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know you're by curious. These are my clients. You yeah. know you're by curious when watching movies with your family growing up. You tell yourself not to act weird when the lesbian couple gets on screen. Um, still end up not looking away at all and hearing no one in your family talk or ask you questions during said scenes <laughs> because you're just mesmerized by how awesome slash hot they are. Well, I mean, when I was growing up, we didn't have scenes like that, so that wouldn't be more. It would be more like watching lesbian porn and having that experience, but. 
Okay. Yeah. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know, you're bi curious if you secretly enjoyed and hated when people asked if you were a lesbian because you played softball or basketball. <laughs> I don't, I've never really played sports. <gasps> okay. But people all ask right. me, I was a lesbian all the time when I'd really in the, in my twenties, I'd really short, I'd like that Sharon Stone pixie cut mm-hmm. and I dyed my hair blonde. Not a good look on me. The blonde short hair is good. <laughs> So yeah, okay. I get that. I'd get hit on by women and I'd always get very anxious. I, I never really know what to do. But did you secretly enjoy people thinking you were a uh, lesbian? Depending on who the person was. Yes. Sometimes okay. no, sometimes right. yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Okay, great. Okay. You know, you're by curious if you felt absurdly confused by the really flurry, flirty banter of women and frequently hopefully wondered, could they be into me as more than friends? Yes. Great. Okay. You know you're bi-curious if being extra excited to go to college because everyone talks about it being the prime time to <laughs> you explore sexually with women. We Gen Xers who were raised religious, we didn't we didn't have that college experience. Didn't, didn't have that. Yeah, this this person is a millennial. Yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm 50. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, this is last one from this person. So you know you're bi-curious if you constantly notice masculine slash androgynous women and basically die because it's too hot to handle. That's not my experience. Nope. No. I, I, yeah, that, that's I'm attracted definitely like to a very personal... feminine women. Okay. They, we'll see. You know you're bi-curious if you know what type of women you're attracted to. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> very feminine BIPOC women. Very. I'm actually very specific. Okay. All right. See, there you go. I would say that that makes you bi-curious. I, I would go a little bit farther than that. Um, <laughs> you know you're bi-curious if watching sexually explicit material sometimes need... Well, this this person is a male person who is exploring being attracted to other men. And so this is in the in the opposite gender direction. Um, but watching sexually explicit material sometimes needs to have a guy in it and really enjoys his particip- his participation more than hers. So in, yeah, in your case, it would be like, that. I don't tr- talk right, with you. It, so in watching adult material, adult sexually explicit material, um, that you get more turned on by women than you do by men. Yes. Great. But but <laughs> I do enjoy watching the men and the women together. Mm-hmm. Meaning, you know, like I, I yes, I, I'm not just, I, I am turned on by the man though too. Mm-hmm. Well, that yeah. does, that still falls into the bike. No, I category. clearly, right, right. <laughs> I, I still like the dudes. They drive me crazy sometimes, but yeah, I still, I still enjoy them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're bicurious when you watched the Olympics as a preteen and you keep talking about how pretty all the female athletes are. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I do that more on the red carpet. <laughs> oh, my God. Me too. Right. Oh, my God. Yes, my my gay bestie and I were like, look at her dress. Look at her hair. Look at her. Oh, my God. Look at her. Yeah. Obsessed. We swoon. Yeah. We swoon for a lot of reasons. One, it just, yeah. it's just beautiful art. Because hair and makeup and wardrobe are, are very artistic, but also the beautiful women. Mm-hmm. We have fun. Oh, yeah. But he's gay. Like, it. he doesn't find them. You know, he's, it's not a sexual thing for him. But we have fun doing that. I love that. Yeah. Okay, this is the last one. Um, and this is a fill in the blank, whatever actress you think is hot. Okay. okay. This person had a very specific actress. Mm. <laughs> so when you realize you can't get enough 
you know, fill in the blank. You're, you know, the actress you think is hot. You can't get enough of their movies. Um, and while they're a very talented actress, you're not watching for the acting. I, I've had that experience <laughs> with several actresses. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Great. I think you're vicarious. <laughs> That's the end of my list. Oh, <laughs> Okay. So, okay. You know, okay. So for, for me and for the listener, who's a little bi curious too, mm-hmm. what, what, okay. So here's the thing. Great. So mm-hmm. now, yes, we've, con- Elizabeth, the relationship expert has confirmed listener. I am <laughs> bi curious. What do I do with that? That that's where I get stuck. So I've, tr- I, I've mm-hmm. tried like, okay, how, how, what do I do with this? Because my whole life I have dated as a heterosexual. That's how I've dated. So to date a woman, I, I, you know, like, how do I flirt with a woman? How do I ask a woman on a date? What do, like, mm-hmm. How is that different than going out with a girlfriend? You know, I, I get very in my head about mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what yeah. to do to explore that part of myself because, and that's why I thought, well, my brilliant plan is that I just need to find a guy because what guy straight guy that I know at least that I that hang out with me would say oh no I really Sadie I really don't want to have you know a fun sexual experience with you and another woman that I find attractive that'd be a terrible <laughs> idea I mean that you know that's a no-brainer but right. but because then maybe I would feel less intimidated because I haven't mm. ever been intimate with a woman mm. you know mm-hmm. and I, mm-hmm. I I just think I do it all wrong and then, mm-hmm. and then she, you know, okay, first of all, there's just so much to talk about now after we've figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> Besides how to go, like sexually, I've never, I've kissed a woman, but it was mm-hmm. more like it's in college and we've drank a lot and we're, it's just like a moment. It wasn't like we were on a date mm-hmm. and we ended up on, you know, kissing after a first date or something like that. So mm-hmm. I, I, I just need, I'm like, I feel like an infant around all of that. <laughs> I know what to do with guys. That's easy peasy. I mean, that's, I've been doing that my whole life. I don't, I I need your, like, what do you suggest? I don't even know what to do. I'm just overwhelmed right now. I'm happy and I'm overwhelmed. I'm happy and I'm overwhelmed. I'm excited and I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. Yeah. I totally got it. So when you, the first thing that came up for me is that, cause I, I talked to Leanna, Leanna is one of my partners and uh, I talked to her about my bisexuality and I, I I'm more pansexual I usually say queer honestly for my sexuality because uh I don't necessarily people based off of gender but anyway she always jokes with me that I'm 70 to 80 percent lesbian <laughs> um because I just I love women but I I have absolutely been in your shoes and that I'm still am. I still am in your shoes. This is the whole joke about inside of the queer women community and also lesbian community. You know, that whole, the whole joke is that none of us know how to flirt with the other one because we turn into just a soggy pile of waffles (laughs) and because we're all just so amazing and attractive and hot and yeah. we're so These attracted women I to match the other with, person. I'm like, holy shit, yeah. what would I, holy shit. Like if I yeah. met this woman in real life, I'd be like, oh my right. God, she's so beautiful. Oh my God, what do I, I'd be like, a, right. I'd be like a nice, awkward man. The kind of men that I date that, that probably have that response to me and they get really right. awkward and they talk too much and I'm like, oh, you so, you know, I don't want to be that. Right. I don't want to do that. 
Right. So, but the thing is, you kind of have to embrace that. Okay. You got it. You got to embrace it. You got, because like, and this is the thing, Sadie, you're already part of the way there. You have such an easy time laughing at yourself. True. You know, I've I've learned how to do that, honey. Oh yeah. No, me too. (laughs) And, uh, but you do, you just got to laugh at yourself. You just got to be like, and it's kind of like, you know what? I am just an awkward teenage boy right now. And I'm, you just got to roll with it. And if you make it a joke with the person, be like, listen, I just have to tell you that I feel like an awkward teenage boy around you because I just think that you're so beautiful. (laughs) What a great way to break the ice where it's just like, look, I'm a fucking weirdo and I think you're hot. (laughs) But just my go-to is always just be honest. Be honest with how you're feeling. Laugh at yourself. Make it playful. um, And just be like, I'm sitting here sweating. I, I don't know what to say to you. All of those things. Just say it out loud. Just say, just make it part of it. You know, or otherwise you're resisting That's the winning it. strategy. Okay. That's the winning strategy. <laughs> otherwise you're just, you're just resisting it. And then when you resist something, it stays there, you know, mm-hmm. it stays there. It's pervasive. You're trying to avoid it. And then that's when you become awkward and weird. And people are like, what is going on with you? Because you're trying to hide it. You're trying to hide how <laughs> awkward and weird you are. We're all awkward and weird. Everyone, everyone listening. We are all, this you're is true. I've, weird. I've, I've experienced men who I did mm-hmm. not think would be so nervous and anxious to mm-hmm. meet me or be around me. I'm like, wow, this person, this very tall, large, athletic man is nervous to meet me. So, you know, and that, that made him even more endearing. So, mm-hmm. so that's okay. I'm going to lean, I'm going to lean into that. Yeah. Yeah. And, but the thing is, is that when you lean into something, it won't stay there forever. That's it'll become, advice. it'll become normal. It'll be like, Oh, I did it. All right. I talked to a beautiful woman. Fantastic. Good for me. I'm a ways to go with all this, but you know, Uh, baby steps. Being bisexual is feeling into people's energy as well. It's like, okay, we've checked the poly box. We've checked the, you know, bisexual or queer box or whatever. And Ooh, okay. And like, you can tell if you're feeling into someone's energy, there's an energy shift in that when you are discovering things about each other. It is kind of a step-by-step thing, kind of. Like, I don't want to formulate it, really. But it is like, a okay, we found, I'm interested in this person. Oh, now I know that they may be available. Oh, now I feel like their energy. Okay, now I'm actually saying, hey, would you like to hang out sometime? They're, yeah, it's like, does that make sense? It does. It does. It does. I mean, it's like, it's flirting with, it's like flirting with a man. It's just flirting with a woman. It's just. It is. It is. And I understand how scary that is. And the other thing too. So then you talked about being with a woman, actually engaging sexually with a woman. And so it's like, okay, with men, I don't know what age you were when you started, you know, being sexual with guys. Mm -hmm. Um, But did you have everything figured out? Hardly no. No negative. That would be no. I didn't didn't really have much figured out until I got divorced. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I clearly had things figured. I mean, come on. But you know what I'm saying. I I had certainly not been as experimental as I have since my divorce. Yeah. Which is probably why I have the courage to even have this conversation. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's like when you were when you were starting to explore, you didn't know. And then you figured it out. 
you know, and not to say, cause you know, this is something that I help people with. I actually walk people through and there's so much to know about sex and eroticism. Like it's just this whole world and there's a bunch of juiciness and excitement and ah, I love this stuff, but it's okay that you don't know and you can trust how you feel too. You can really trust how you feel. Like if you want to kiss someone, obviously get their consent. Consent is key. Also, my experience in being with women is that those consent conversations, can I kiss you? Can I touch you? Can I do this? Those little things along the way are really sexy, really (laughs) sexy. That does sound very sexy. The thing about sexuality and pleasure and sex is that if there's a foundation of safety, the pleasure gets amplified I, by, absolutely. Like, by like a thousand. Yes. It's not even times 10. It's like times a thousand the pleasure gets amplified if the person, if, if both people feel safe. And that's why consent, is, that's why consent is sexy. Because then you feel safe. You feel like you can trust them. Your body relaxes, your nervous system relaxes, and then it opens up the floodgates for pleasure. So I don't care what gender you are. If you want to provide your partner with the best sexual experience, you want to be the best lover ever, provide a foundation of safety and you will. You are the sex god or goddess or god god person at that point okay okay i'm gonna yeah. anyway. back us up a little bit here yeah sorry i went it's off okay. i went off this is my oh gosh yeah back me up okay. time me up so back to being by curious yes. when it comes to that first sexual experience how do i express to this person hey you know i've never done this before without that being a total turn off you can't control how other people react to what you say so I think you could just say it like that. And then they're going to have the reaction that they have. You know what being vulnerable? Well, you know why being vulnerable is so scary? Oh, I know many reasons why. But what what, what are you going to say? <laughs> well, because people can, the, because in they this instance, no. someone, they can, they they can, can say no. Yeah, they, it's like exactly. rejection. That's yeah. true. And, and, you know, I could roll with that. I've had much worse yeah. rejections in life. I could roll with that. You totally could, right? And this is the other thing, too, is that everything is information. If we just took on that it's not personal, It's just information. If you're like, I've never done this before. And they're like, oh, okay, well, let's talk about that. I mean, okay, would it even have to be the first date? That's the thing. Like, I want to be authentic. So -hmm. when I'm on these dating apps, what should I be saying? I'm by (laughs) curious. I mean, I don't even know what to say. Like, I don't want to come off like, oh, I've done this like my whole life. And I just know exactly what I'm doing. (laughs) And uh, I don't want to pretend that I don't want to play a part only then to come off as disingenuous. So that's where I get really confused. Like, how do I even communicate any of this to this other person? Okay, well, let's pretend that we matched now. Is this where the role play happens? Yes, absolutely, 100%. Okay, (laughs) Okay, you're really stretching me today, but I I signed up for it, clearly. Okay, I'll try. I'm gonna try. Play, play, play. See, it's all play. It's all play, it's all information, Okay. okay? We've matched. I'm someone, I'm like, I I have a partner who is a woman. I've been dating women um, for several years now. And P.S., by the way, I this is a very millennial thing to say, which is I didn't come out until I was 29. For a millennial, it's like, that is that is later. I've been in your shoes before, right? I'm not experienced. I don't know what to do. What do you even say? So just so you know, me five years ago, this is, you are me. 
five years ago. Okay. Just so you know. Okay. Um, and that was also after my divorce. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> and so, so yeah, so we've matched and we're, let's say this is like pre-date conversation. So we haven't, we haven't gone on a date yet. We're just getting to know one another and you are, you're having all of these thoughts like, oh my God, when should I tell this person? I don't know. And let's just say that you've decided I'm just going to say something right now. So we're chatting. What do you want to say? Elizabeth, I'm having such a great time with you, but I'm also a little anxious because this is honestly my first date with a woman and I'm feeling a little anxious, but I think you're amazing. That's really sweet of you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you for telling me. I don't mean to embarrass you. I'm like, okay, this is truly, this is what I would say. I don't mean to embarrass you, but that's really sweet. And thank you for telling me. And like, you want to know that before I even went on the date with you? I mean, I don't know. I think everybody's different. Okay. I'll, I guess I mean, I'll find I, out. I'll find out. <laughs> and I did say, and I did say this is the pre-date conversation. Oh, that yeah, is yeah, how yeah. I framed My it. My bad. Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah. So we're chatting. You're like, I've never been on a date with a woman. And I'm like, that's really sweet. Thank you for telling me. And then my question would be, what has you be interested in dating women? Because now my thought, and I know that this happens for a lot of queer women who are not bi-curious, who are very like, I am a queer woman. I have queer relationships, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. A lot of women are like, I don't want to be the experiment. And personally, I am kind of fine with being an experiment, depending on what that means for someone. So I would ask you that. I would be like, oh, okay. So what has you want to date women? What why why now why are you wanting to date women right now well since my divorce i've experienced a lot of new things and i'd share some of those things and they've opened me up to something that i've come to acknowledge that for a long time now i've had a tra- sexual attraction to women mm-hmm. and along with obviously emotional attraction connection and i want to explore that and see if i can have more of a a relationship okay so you're it's not so this isn't just sexual for you this is also about the possibility of a relationship possibly okay well i'm i'm open to that i'm open to the possibility of this just being sexual but also i just want you to know that i uh, i also identify as um demisexual and so i really don't open up fully sexually unless i have a connection and a relationship with someone and that doesn't have to be the deeply committed, we're going, you know, we're going to be together forever sort of thing. But at the very least, I really love establishing a friendship and a sense of connection with someone before I open up sexually. If that's something that you're open to before we're sexual, then I'm totally chill with, you know, yeah, let's go on a date. Let's hang out. Let's, you know, get to know each other a little bit better. How does that sound for you? That sounds incredible. I love that idea. Yay. Okay, awesome. <laughs> Let's keep going. That okay. Practice. Thank you. And end scene. Um, end scene. Okay. <laughs> okay, so how did that feel? That felt authentic. That felt not as daunting as I thought it would. But you were really Yay. you were really kind to me, you know. It's true. So. But I feel like most people are going to be kind. I hope you know? so. We'll find out. I think that we get scared because people are really mean on the internet. Mm, uh, I think that that's one one reason is because people get really loud and mean on the internet and they're like, you can't be this way or you can't say this thing. Or if you do this, then you're ruining the queer community or you're ruining the polyamorous community or whatever mean things that people say on the internet. 
And I think that most people don't feel that way. I really think that those are just loud, mean voices on the internet and that that's not actually true. That's my personal belief. And the reason I believe that is because that's not my experience. That's not my, that's not my experience personally. And that's also not my experience when I'm with the clients that I have either, because I don't have just my experience. I have the clients that I've been working with since, you know, I've been doing relationship coaching since 2017. And the amount of times that people have gotten severely negative feedback from being authentic is almost none. Wow, that's wonderful. Because people want honesty. People want honesty. They want authenticity. And if you find someone who you are honest and authentic with and they meet you with aggression, you don't want to date that person anyway. Again, it's all good information. Everything that happens is good information. It's like, oh, okay, I was just honest and authentic with you and you're a dick. And so good to know. Right. Excellent. This, this, we, we stop here. Have an amazing life, my friend. I'm going to disengage <laughs> now. <laughs> so what I love about this conversation, first of all, it was, it was a great opportunity to explore some things within myself. And what I'm hoping mm -hmm. for the listener is that regardless if he or she is by curious, it's giving him or her permission to, to be more fully human around how they identify when it comes to intimacy, emotional intimacy, sexual intimacy. Because for me, that's what I try to be all about on my podcast. No matter how you're hearing this conversation today, listener, I really want this to be an opportunity for you to be more authentic with how, whatever it looks like for you around your sexual life, your emotional connections with others. Because I think that when we can really be free, when we can really express ourselves in every way, we're the happiest. I know that like, yeah. just having this conversation with you has given me a boost. It gives me some courage to like, maybe I can find happiness, you know, also in this type of relationship and how wonderful, yeah. how wonderful if I can. So that's yeah. really the essence of why and, I, you know, because it's also just so fun to have out talk about croissants, ooh la la, and three cents oh in Paris, so and so much more. Elizabeth, I adore you. This has oh been God, incredible. I adore you. This is so great. This I is love so this great. So much. Oh, I know, right? Let's just hurt each other. Uh, hilarious. I love it. <laughs> so Elizabeth's information will be in the show notes, but anything you want to share with the listener before we say goodbye? Okay, dear listener, what I would love to <laughs> tell you is to take big, deep breaths, yes. to let go of, as best you can, release some of that anxiety mm -hmm. and worry around the what-ifs of things, and really listen to your heart. Know that being honest and authentic is going to lead you to the places that are going to be the best for you. Let go of some of your control and just know that being honest, being authentic is going to lead you to where you need to be, even if it's challenging. What is your website address? <laughs> How can the listener my, reach out to you? What's your Instagram yeah. handle? Yes. So my website is elizabethannecunningham.com. So that's Elizabeth with a Z and without an E. And then Cunningham like clever pig. <laughs> Excellent. And it's all and in the show notes. It's all the show notes. Uh my Instagram is uh Els Cunningham, E L Z Cunningham. All right. And then that's pretty much my handle for everything. E L Z Cunningham. That's on Instagram, 
Twitter and TikTok and my newsletter and my podcast are all the places that I put content out most. And so you can go to my Instagram and sign up for my newsletter or go to my website and sign up for my newsletter. And I write an article every single week in depth of these topics. You know, <laughs> you get to know all about the croissants in the newsletter. All okay. about it. All, right. all about it. Well, thank you, Elizabeth. You <laughs> yeah. have been such a treat today. Thank you so much. Uh, it's just been an absolute pleasure coming on here. Thank you for letting me talk about literally my favorite thing. Yummy. Yeah. Talk soon. <laughs> okay, friend, you can you can tell me. You have a little crush on Elizabeth now too, don't you? Don't you? I know. She's awesome. I love her. Thank you again, Elizabeth, for creating such a safe and playful space for me to be really vulnerable about being vicarious after divorce. Okay, should we dip our toe into more spicy vulnerability today? I say let's. I'm on a roll here. Okay, today's burning question comes from Doris, and Doris lives in sunny LA. Doris is actually part of my Instagram community, and she sends me the funniest memes all the time. So here is her question. My question is, do we divorcees need to adapt to this generation of hookups and situationships due to most men not wanting to invest and commit to a relationship? I feel as though most men feel more empowered by just having hookups and being comfortable in their own shell of single life. Loyalty is something rare you don't find anymore. Okay, Doris has a lot to say about relationships, which I understand. In fact, we did an episode about what the fuck are relationships anyway, and I think her question might be inspired after listening to that conversation. And I totally understand your frustration about wanting to have certain types of connections and intimacy and it just not working out the way you hope for. I mean, we are divorced after all. And for me, divorce has really shifted the way that I look at and the way that I need to receive love. And so for me, I'm at the place now in my life where I'm open to however love and intimacy show up. As long as it's a fit for me, I'm not really attached to what it needs to look like. It just has to feel right for me. I know men and women, we are so different. And I know that I'm, you know, I'm not going to change how men communicate. I'm not going to change how men experience intimacy and vulnerability anytime soon. And so for me, I, I'm going to allow myself, especially after this conversation today with Elizabeth, to be even more open and even more curious about what comes my way. Because like you, Doris, I do want deep connection very much. And so maybe instead of it coming, you know, in the form of a gorgeous man or two, it will come in the form of a gorgeous woman or maybe in the form of a couple or maybe in the form of an older man, you know, just something that I haven't yet been open to. I am not in no way saying my way is your way, but I would just like to encourage you in whatever way that feels good for you and comfortable for you to maybe be a little more open and curious about how you are finding connection. And And I have a feeling that life might surprise you. It's definitely surprised me. At the end of the day, I want you to feel hopeful about love, beautiful woman, because I personally think love is everywhere. We just have to have new eyes to see it. And I hope this 
conversation today with Elizabeth has maybe given you some new eyes, however that looks for you. On that happy note, I'm going to give a clue about next week's episode. And here's the clue. It's inspired by a rom-com written by Nora Ephron. That's the clue. What are we going to talk about? Okay, well, you have to listen in next week to find out or follow me on social media at Sadie's Divorced and Happy because I will be sharing more clues Monday and Tuesday of next week before the episode drops. And now I would love for you to go out into the world feeling a little more curious, a little more kind to yourself, a little more open, and of course, a little more spicy. I will chat with you next week on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode and be sure to treat yourself by subscribing to the podcast. If today's show gave you a boost, consider giving us some love with a five-star rating and an enticing review. Interact with Mike and me all season long on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, and Pinterest at Sadie's Divorced and Happy. Looking for an affordable and effective way to market your services and products? Consider sponsoring the podcast. Email contact at divorcedandhappy.net to learn more about our sponsorship opportunities. Join us next Wednesday for more delicious life after divorce fun.